Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. 2020 is finally over. I think technically there's new anime airing today, is there? We're recording on Sunday. Is um, today or tomorrow? By yeah, the time you're yeah. listening to this, by the time you're listening, anime. definitely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, before we move on, we do want to take one last look back at uh, the best shows of last year. Uh, you, you may have already seen we have a post up with our top 10. And so we're going to kind of talk about those shows, give us one last opportunity to kind of wrap that all up before we move on to, you know, the nonstop anime reviewing machine that we are here until we move on to the, you know, next season. But, um, but yeah, before we do that, let's introduce everybody. I'm Jell. I am joined by Iroh. Still here. Not dead yet. Yet you made you made it through 2020 and can still say that that's an accomplishment. Yeah, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> in 30 years I can tell the youngins about how fucking shit it was outside. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, we'll have story. We're definitely gonna have stories to tell. And uh, I'm also joined by G. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm still living in 2020. It's called oh. 2020 Super Turbo Edition now. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Today's actually uh, December 33rd, yes. 2020. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 2020S, Echoes of an Elusive Age. Like, like I don't, like, 2021 is not a date anymore. 2021 is an ideal. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. 2021 represents us <laughs> escaping from the... Uh, the the, the government the mental the, the the mental like embodiment of 2020 and uh, I think we're we've still yet to fully escape its grasp so yeah that's that's way more that's way deeper than I want to get on this podcast right <laughs> what's well, right. good everybody and uh, finally <laughs> uh, we are joined this uh, this week by Artemis hey good to be here welcome back and uh yeah so we got i think uh, a lot a lot of shows to talk about here so let's just dive ten right exactly. in exactly let's let's yeah, yes 10 wow. exactly yeah uh wow. let's dive right in and and start with number That's how many 10 fingers i have you can you can follow along at home with our with our top 10 list that's uh at theglorialblog.com so uh you can look ahead at what we're talking about but if you if you want but uh we'll start with number 10 which is great pretender uh-huh this is it the, made it yes it this conned is the, its way onto the list it conned yeah. its way onto our list <laughs> it really yes. did so this is this is the you know the style this the real cool stylish looking uh heist flick uh series thing on that, on your local netflix account today. yeah it's like I don't know. Is this like the biggest uh, Netflix anime of the year? I don't know. Maybe that's a clearly B stars. No, clearly this year and not last year. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, but nobody watched B stars though. Um, <laughs> I I I, I can never tell because the Netflix. Yeah, go ahead. I can never tell because I think the Netflix algorithm like bases 
its recommendations on what you watched otherwise. Oh, so sure, like sure. for me, it's been it's constantly splashed in my face every time I open Netflix. Right. But I think Great Pretender um, probably has a like better claim just because certain people can see these automotive character designs and have pathways activated in their brain. Yes, it kind of looks like it's aimed at people who haven't watched anime since like 2001 or something, right? Right, but, but in a uh, good way, right? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. that's how my Netflix anime is. But anyway, yes. So the we we've had some harsh words for the show in the past, <laughs> but I would like to. Just, I mean, we always countered it by saying it's not that the show is bad, right? Like, there, it's a good show, and there's all. I think there's still quite a bit to like about it. And I know Artemis, since you wrote about it on the blog, I don't know if you want to maybe yeah, share I, your final I mean, feelings on it. But. I, I would say that the bottom line for, for me, and probably for a lot of people, is that, again, it's not like speaking on an overall level, even the final arc, or even whatever arc you happen to dislike the most. It wasn't that it was bad, it was just that it, it wasn't what you wanted it to be. Like it, it didn't, it didn't fulfill the the all the hopes and dreams that you envisioned of it, right. that we envisioned of it, given the first arc, which was maybe not its its fault necessarily. Like, I don't know. I, That's understandable. Yeah, you have a lot of ideas for a and and hopes for a show that are you know, on based on your own biases, right? Like, just mm-hmm. on the first couple of episodes, and I think that's kind of what happened here. Right. Yeah, I, I, I know for me, it took until the last two episodes to where I finally just threw that out the window and just accepted that this is what the show is as the show... <laughs> As the show itself was also kind of throwing out the concept of reality and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I mean, I think th- these are completely fair assessments of Great Pretender. I think that there's a lot of really nice things you could say about it. Like, it, it really has a, you know, even beyond the Sadamoto art, it has a really lovely art direction. Um, I think that, you know, all of the production aspects of Great Pretender are, are very well made. I mean, I think some of us were initially worried that with like with, with uh, Wit Studio at the helm here that this, mm, this show would kind right. of crash and burn towards the end, as many of their anime tend to do. But I think on a technical level, there's very little you can throw at Great Pretender's feet. Like It's, it, it's probably one of the best-looking shows of the year, right? Yeah. You can practically watch it just for the fruit. Yeah, and alone. one of the best sounding, too, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely nice want to include that too, yeah. there as well. Like, like Again, like I think it is maybe one of the most technically well-made anime of, of 2020. You know, I think that when, when you hear you know us like kind of hemming and hawing about it, that's very much because, like, you know, a lot of us here watch a lot of anime, and so there are certain things that Great Pretender kind of does that are maybe not as exciting or 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 fresh for us anymore. But I do think that like Great Pretender is definitely like I think it is one of those anime that is like a very easy recommendation because yeah. of it's very like kind of like. It's got broad international appeal. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, especially for a Western audience. Especially, I mean, in many ways, it is the perfect Netflix anime. Like, the premise, yeah, the yeah. style, all of it, it, it works very well for what it was, you know, for where it was, uh, you know, aired, I guess. But, uh, and yeah, like, like, yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, Great Pretender is 
a very well-made anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Plus, plus, I will say I am I am biased and that I really enjoy heist kind mm. of shows and movies in general. Like, I just I just do like you know more more than your generic action show. I enjoy heist specifically. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I would say like the I would still prefer that the show had been the show that we were hoping it would be. Um, yes, of course. I mean, but <clears throat> I, I once I kind of accepted what it was, I was like, all right, this is this is this is pretty good. Um, I just you know, I still in my heart, <laughs> like I know. I feel like this could have been even better. I think, better. In our, I mean, look, let's be real. In our hearts, what we really wanted Great Pretender to be was Lupin the Third, Part Six. But, <laughs> you know, right. We don't always get what we want, so. Yeah. Um, and and I will say, too, that the, the, the final episode didn't disappoint me, I don't think. And maybe, again, it was because I, I was also, I had also kind of resigned myself to, well, okay, so it's not the show I wanted, but that doesn't mean... It's a show I won't enjoy, you know. There's still right. some fun stuff um, in there, and and I think it ended on on when it came to and this is how they physically pulled off this particular job. It was dumb, like it was ridiculous. But that's why <laughs> yeah, I like sure like was. it was getting it was getting back to that dumb shit that kind of endeared me to it in the first place. Yeah, um, I get. I guess I would just conclude by saying. The show could have been much higher on this list, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but I'm glad it got a spot. But it but it did but it, it does yeah it did. Make I think it, it I think it rightfully earned a spot on the list. Some recognition. It, it earned its number ten, sure. Right. Yeah. Just just, for, just pull the gif of Abby smashing the butt of a rifle against the ground over and over. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was pretty good. Um, all right. So let's let's move along to uh, number nine, and we'll talk about Talentless Nana. I know I'm the only one that watched it, yeah. but um, <laughs> sorry. Wait, you're literally the only one that watched it. Uh, that's on this podcast. No, okay, a few okay. other people on the blog. Have yeah, watched it, I believe. that's some. some of I was like, were you given? It, were you giving like a whole lot of weight to your points no, when you voted? Nothing. That you were the oh, only trust one? me. Trust me. If uh, if if I were rigging the vote. You know, we would not have the pattern of every single year my number one doesn't make number one. To not so. the recount. Uh, yeah. oh, no, no, we're not. Oh, we're not going boy. there. No, I will always Ooh, say though. I'm always dating this book. I, I will <laughs> always say I'm always very surprised by a. There, I, for a little bit of inside baseball, I'm always a little bit surprised by certain shows that make it onto the list. Not because I think they're bad or don't deserve it, but more that I am surprised that enough people watched them to 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 qualify. Yeah. And I think Talentless Nana is one of those. Well, but... it doesn't take much to. I mean, there's only so many of us voting. It doesn't take much to get fair, onto fair. the um the list onto well, Jill, to, you tell know, the us. ten or nine why, spot. Why 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 is yeah. Talentless Nana How did this the ninth get on the best list when it's so talentless? Anyway, uh, this you know what, I it, it took me a while to accept, but this show's great. I don't care. The the <laughs> I know I was calling it anime trash or whatever early on. This 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 was great. Um, so this is basically superpower kids, and it turns into a mystery thriller thing in some very unexpected ways. I'm trying to keep it somewhat spoiler free because the less you know about the show, the better. But I, we have talked about it on the podcast uh-huh. a little bit in the past. Um, so if you are interested at all, just stop listening for a little bit here. But uh, 
but yeah, I you know it 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 does the the murder mystery thing like better than anything I've seen in a long time. Where it's, it genuinely has you on the edge of your seat. There's some really crazy twists that like you know make you you know grab your mouth and gasp type uh (laughs) like oh it's like wow they're really going there huh all right uh and um you know we talked about so you know spoiler alert you know nana the main character ends up being like the villain basically but she's also the main character and i think one of the the best things about it aside from the, the kind of twists and turns we talked about this when the show first started it's very difficult to balance things out with the villain being your main character, right? Like to make them, you know, without you know just outright trying to justify their actions right. or you know doing whatever without without getting all the like Death Note people, <laughs> right? Who are all like, loose or right? Who are like, oh, they they did it. They're they're in the right, right? And they they kind of, they do that a couple times, but like in the beginning to kind of like set the tone but then later on it's like well what happens when she has to kill a good person right i assume she just keeps killing them and well that's that's i'm not going to answer that question but um so they're so they they handle that for the most part pretty good and I, i so i appreciated that where they don't ever try to like necessarily justify what nana's doing and the the part the part that concerned me towards the end is like there has to be some sort of consequences for her actions right like that that right. kind of if you're gonna really condemn the fact that she's murdering people there has to be some kind I'm of not, I'm not I mean I'm not even clear on why she was killing them all in the first place yeah but, again I'm trying to keep details yes. out of it but I, I would just say that they find a way because like if she just got caught or whatever I don't think that would have been good enough because that probably just made her double down on whatever <laughs> she was doing so. I'll just say that they they find a way to give her an appropriate appropriate consequences for her actions that actually affect her at the end of the show. And the and show it, is over, right? Like it's not a it's not getting a sequel. It's not getting. Oh no, no, it's not. Okay. Uh, well, the they haven't announced the sequel. Still going, right? The the manga is still going, and okay. I was gonna say that the only thing is the ending is a little bit of abrupt. It's it's like an appropriate place to stop, but there's a lot still going on that needs to be resolved so i mean that's a that's that's going to be a pervasive theme throughout this list of right (laughs) so this is like set up for this is like demanding a season two i don't know if it'll ever get it but if you know that's part of the challenge of adapting source ongoing source material right Mm -hmm. the every the ever the everlasting question of where do you stop and i think they found a, a an appropriate place to stop but there's so much left unanswered and stuff at the end so i hope i hope it does get a season two um, but yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> my, my controversial, uh, opinion, uh, when, cause this was airing, of course, last season with Akudama Drive, I was actually enjoying the second half of this more than Akudama Drive until Akudama Drive dropped the fantastic final episode on it, <laughs> on us. So that, that's, uh, that's I mean, my... hey, that's, that's a pretty big claim then, right? Like you're yeah, at least yeah. saying that like, hey, you know... For Talentless a stretch, Nana my opinion was is, yes. is at least 
contending in the same weight class as Akudama Drive for for so. uh, for at least that stretch. Like yeah, that's how much I was enjoying. Well, that is Fine, impressive. Final, you know, like, like, final I mean, arc yeah, and, it's yeah. definitely a recommendation for sure. Yeah, because I yeah. think you know, look, we got we got some more anime trash on this list that have ranked even higher. So I don't think you mm-hmm. know, like, there's anything wrong with recommending <laughs> it. Yes. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm diving, where's that, uh, that picture we diving always pull up from, uh, Chio's, uh... Yeah, Chio-chan or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, she's, I'm diving into the trash here, head first, so, <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, and I, again, I don't want to say any more, because the less you know about the show, the better, I'm just recommending, go watch it if any of that sounds remotely interesting. Alright, let's move along to number eight, uh, let's talk about... Kakushi Goto, Dad Anime of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is about the manga artist guy who writes a slightly pervy gag manga and doesn't want his young daughter to find out about it. Um, we, I'm saying it's a dad anime, but I think it leans a little more heavy into the comedy side of it than your typical dad anime. I, I um, mean, I think it is definitely like trying to be a, a hybrid of, of the two. I think... Uh... Yeah, I mean it has like, it has its sweet moments, especially like at the end. But and there's there's a there's a very dark sort of like under like side story hiding underneath it at the end of every episode. But but uh, generally, right. I mean, it's it's by the Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei guy, right? So like yes. it is by its very nature going to be a dark comedy, even you know even even if it is a you know about very like sweet subject matter it's going to find ways to be pretty like <laughs> misanthropic about it i guess yeah surprising surprisingly not as dark as i as i um was sort of terrified it would turn out to be yeah t- definitely yeah we spent the entire season speculating <laughs> about like is he dead what happened i, I mean like... yes right like they they frame it that way so hard i mean i think i'm on record saying that like they frame it so hard in that direction that like I was adamant that he could not be dead because it would be... It would be too obvious. It would be too obvious with the way they foreshadow it. (laughs) Yeah, if I remember, G, you were the closest on predictions. I think so, yeah. (laughs) uh, But no, this this, I I really like this show a lot. No, Um, totally. I thought the comedy was was solid. The, the, you know, it never never suffers from the big mood swings that you might get for with a show like this when you do try to incorporate some of the more dramatic or you know serious elements into it um because it never really does get that serious right but um and this is another one that has like a really cool art style yeah definitely um some interesting like color choices and things that yeah right well it's kind of wasn't that's supposed sense i also known for that like yeah i mean well that's the thing right like yes art direction but what if what if Shaft didn't do it? And it's like yeah. right. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I mean, you know, really, it's just you know, it is you know, it is that style. It's just more like obviously influenced by like you know, like you know, like Great Pretender this year as well. You know, that kind of city pop aesthetic. You know, yeah. rather than the mm-hmm. kind of like stark, you know, color palette of Zetsubo Sensei. Right. Uh, but yeah, I I really definitely uh, enjoyed Kakushi Goto a fair amount. I I think that. It did the thing that I like from my anime comedies of, like, finding new ways to make the same old joke, honestly. Like, hmm. you know, between, like, the the whole, like, 
between the the jokes about making manga and the jokes about being like a single dad, like I think they managed to find good ways to, you know, again, four 12 episodes, keep that relatively fresh. Um, I'll always think back to the episode where, you know, Kakushi Sensei is uh, going to like a, a, a fan meetup, you know, an autograph signing session, and he is just suffering from like the most diehard case of imposter syndrome. Like, he's so like adamantly convinced relatable, that. Relatable, relatable. Yes, yes, that's what I'm getting to. Uh, you know, he is so adamantly convinced that nobody would actually like his work that it is easier for him to gin up a conspiracy that his publisher would just like hire stand-ins to line <laughs> right, up right. Uh, <laughs> to, for his autograph. And somehow that is easier to believe than that maybe people just genuinely like his work. And as an artist, I was like, man, that is the fucking realest <laughs> shit in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I... but. Uh, I think my favorite episode was probably the the very first one actually, and I and I think it's because I went into it expecting trash, but not not in a good way trash. Like I went into it expecting pervy trash, mm. like yeah, it was going to be yeah. more about his actual manga, and and because yeah, right, the right. synopsis, the official synopsis, kind of highlighted like this is a guy that makes pervy manga. Yeah, right. I'll. I'll- I'll fall on my sword and remind everyone that <laughs> With, I did predict this was going to be the worst show of the season because of the premise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, were, we all had the PTSD from Aeromanga Sensei, right? Like, yeah. Or every, or like I half mean, of I mean, I think the effective thing is also watched. right is like, it, I mean, it tells us like how our expectations have been kind of twisted by anime because like, you know, it's all the, oh, Kakshi Sensei, he writes this pervy manga. And then like what little content you see of it is like the most like, fucking softball shit in the world like you know right it's like oh he's wearing underpants on his head Ooh, crazy and it's right like, I, yeah I think, is, <laughs> like, I think i think that is intentionally part of the joke right that, although like, what was although what was the name of the manga again uh something to do with balls though yeah I it was something right. to do with balls it was yeah. great but you know what i mean but, of like yeah I, when you, no. you hear pervy you're thinking like right oh like there's gonna be like incest etchy like like you know, right. some real <laughs> messed up shit yeah. But it's just, like, the most, like, you know, it's a thing that, like, a 50-year-old would look at and be like, oh, that's a little risque. Not, like, right. you know, what we're, like, you know, become desensitized to. <laughs> yeah. It was the combination of that and, like, him having a young daughter. And I was like, oh, God, where are they going with this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought it would be, I thought it would be creepy. I really did. But um, I'm so, I was so relieved to find out that it was just this, like, weirdly gentle soft like extremely watchable piece of work that i was always really happy to sit down and watch every week yeah totally and yeah. Uh, shout outs to the op and the ed both mm-hmm. uh really yes really good <laughs> pretty solid yep for sure okay all right well uh, let's move along to number seven uh-huh Decadence. Decadence. Guys, remember this show? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, fully yaiba, as they say. (laughs) Fully yaiba. This is is a very, um, I guess, this feels like a very classic anime feeling type of uh, adventure show. I, I, is it post-apocalyptic? Would it be fair to say that? Yeah, I think it is. Come I think on, that's yes. entirely no way. Yes. Come on, dude. Like, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't remember for a second if they were actually on Earth or if not. If you watched but... only the first episode, <laughs> you would think this was a post-apocalyptic anime. Yeah. So it it it, ha- it kind of has like a like an older anime feel to it until it gets to I guess the twist. But <laughs> right, there, there is a big twist uh, that happens in episode two, and um, which is pretty wild. But. Um, 
but yeah, overall, um, I mean, overall, I think it was a pretty good show. I, I think we all kind of have, this is another one I feel like probably could have been higher on the list yeah. if not for certain things that the show did. But <laughs> as far as like, there's still a lot of positives to it though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, so like, I don't know, do we, do we want to give like the brief spoiler-free synopsis of this show? Like, how do how do we want to do this? Like, I don't know if you can not spoil the the big twist. So, spoiler. I guess we'll put. I mild mean, you know, you could just say here, it's a but... show about a you know a girl rebelling against the system, right? Like, you know, yeah. post-apocalyptic kind of you know YA novel adjacent story about you know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing because one of my biggest things is. I mean, it is about, it starts out as about, like, Natsume, the, the female lead character, but it ends up really being about Kaburagi, right? Like, as the yeah, main character. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. true. And that, 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 was, that was one of the things that I found pretty disappointing about it in the long run. But, um, but it does kind of have that, uh, at least her half of the story, which is still a significant part of the story, is, does kind of have that, yes, YA novel type of right. <laughs> yes, I mean, feel they to live, it. They live in a post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic dystopian society and they have to fight evil monsters and drain yeah. their blood to power their but also fortress. there's a conspiracy lurking beneath uh, the surface hmm. it, it's it really is that uh, yeah. sort of story <laughs> there there is some with her, i mean there with is her luck and pluck she must bust bust out of society and yeah and by open. luck and pluck we mean her mentor that happens to be the uh the best uh you know the best fighter them. guy yeah. but he's retired now yeah <laughs> and he who, who i guess yeah but i yeah so i guess again you know had that been i probably would have enjoyed the story more if they had stuck with that oh I, I don't know but i i don't I am, know i am adamant that the reason decadence is on this list at all is because of its second episode twist and the potential that adds to the story like yes. the sorts of moments that happen later in this show that I think really, you know, really made this show shoot up in the rankings for us before you know the ending brought it down again is like, it. it I think you know I think for a Japanese context you could still say this show is very firmly anti-capitalist. It has a lot to say about corporations and in and especially with the character of Natsume, how capitalism poisons our sense of self-worth. You know, like, Natsume's entire, like, internal conflict is over her feeling that she is inadequate, right? That she her, she is not valuable enough to the society she right. exists in, right? That she's not, she's not contributing enough value to the society. And, and that value is entirely, like, made up, right? Like, mm-hmm. that value is entirely artificial. It isn't, you know, it yes. is entirely an artifice of the system that she is imprisoned within. And the show doesn't, like, you know, doesn't softball this shit at all, right? Like, you know, the the episode where Kaburagi, you know, gets <laughs> radicalized by his video game waifu and decides to, to destroy capitalism is, like, one of Very the strongest good. individual <laughs> moments of this entire year for me. Yes. Uh, and I don't think you get that in the version of the show that is, that does not have the secret layer uh, um. that it has. Yeah, well, I guess I guess my my point is I I did feel like her that that conflict you were describing G was like the stronger version of you know Kabara- the, the the stronger plot line than to me right. than Kabaragi just 
shaking himself out of his middle age funk. I could have stand to be a little more intertwined, I suppose. Definitely, we're getting it. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that, and uh, I think we'll probably talk more about this in other shows of the the (laughs) list. But it's interesting to see anime starting to take a little more of a stand on certain issues than (laughs) they perhaps would in the past, or at least until we get to the end of the. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Last it was episode. way too soft. Like I think it started off taking a stand, and then they were like, "Wait, you guys." Well, that's wait until wait we second. get to the last episode. What if great. system good and person and power bad? Yeah. No, I mean I think that is why the show is where it is, rather than near the top of our list. Right? Is mm-hmm. that it starts off saying some really like fiery things before kind of yeah you know it, it, before Stop turning into it. an underhand toss by the end. Right. Yeah, we just need to, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it, <laughs> but... Tear down the yeah. entire system. We, we can get into, I mean, we'll we get can get into we'll this get more there. once we talk about the other anime on this list. I, I do intend to intentionally compare the two, but I'd rather wait until both have been discussed, uh-huh. so... Yeah, um... Yeah, the ending, so, I mean, the ending, it, it, I agree, was a bit of a disappointment, and it was just kind of... It was, it Bare, was it barely was okay. changing, right? Like, barely changing the status quo type of thing. I think. Rather I think than... at the end of the day, for me, the show just wasn't consistent enough. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And not just could... not just with the final episode, but kind of on a more across the board kind right. of. Yeah, deal. I, I, I would agree with that, and I think we, I think we had varying degrees of uh, how much we like the big, you know twist the ultimate <laughs> twist thing mm-hmm. that happens but uh because i i felt like maybe we spent too much time on that for my personal taste but i know you guys liked kaburagi gets did. sent to the shit mines to mine for <laughs> shit that then gets fed to him if that is not like the greatest visual metaphor for capitalism <laughs> that anime has ever construed i don't know what to tell you man <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose it was uh, effective in that regard, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and and I don't know for, yeah, I, it's like again, this feels like it could have, they could have put this together into something better, and maybe just all the pieces didn't quite fit. Maybe they didn't go hard enough on the theme. I don't know. There's probably a lot of things that maybe kind they of, didn't believe in themselves enough. Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe they didn't believe they didn't believe in themselves, but uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, again, I think there was still a lot to like about it. Yeah, it was, and like it was, also, it was a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, G. Oh, I, I, the last I did want to say is we've been talking entirely about the story, but you know, because this is our like you know top ten list, I do want to mention like it had a really fantastic art direction. You know, it was yeah. directed by I He's forget his name, Kawa. but you know, the guy who directed uh, Mob Psycho One Hundred. Yes. Um. So like, you can feel that here. It's a really like. You know, both both the way it looks and the way it moves are really well done. Like I, yeah, I went back and rewatched Great some of the clips of like of them like fighting, you know, the the monsters, right? And it's really good. It it looks it's really slick, you know. Like there's, it's it's the kind of anime where like a dude like got a rocket at the end of his hammer and like fires the rocket and that makes him swing the hammer faster. <laughs> 
You know? Yeah, it's 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 got some really fun visual flourishes and yeah, even out because like the 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 battles were cool, but even outside that, like even yeah, like it just the, looks like good. The quiet general. moment yeah. stuff, the character stuff, like it has, it has a very like big cinematic type feel to it. Yeah, like I think when when even even when they're just like you know hanging out off the side of the ship and like that kind of thing, like it has, it has a very big scale to it. Yeah, which was kind of cool. Like I. You know, I kind of arrived at this conclusion, you know, for myself, maybe because I, you know, I have been talking to, you know, some of my other friends who aren't as, like, you know, tuned into watching anime as, as we are, and the conclusion I kind of arrived at is that, like, of all the anime on this list, like, <laughs> Decadence or maybe Great Pretender is one of those two, you know, but I, I almost lean towards Decadence as, like, one of the easiest anime to, like recommend the, of this year, or of 2020, right. like, in terms of, like, no strings attached, no, like, okay, but you better watch out, like, you have to get used to, like, naked girls, or, you know, like, you know what right, I mean, like, right. you there's, recommend there's anime to attached to the title. Right, like, you know, there's always that, like, you know, even, like, one of my favorite anime in the world, Gurren Lagann, right, it's like, alright, now, Gurren Lagann's really good, but, you know, you gotta, you know, gotta be okay with, like, the boobs and stuff, right? You don't need you don't need but, years of watching anime as context. Yeah, to watch yeah. It, like decadence like, is, you know, like I tell people, like you know, it's kind of like a more, you know, if if you go into it expecting just kind of a more action oriented, like kind of almost Ghibli ish vibe, like that's kind of what you're getting out of it. And I don't know, like it's it's so yeah, you know, it doesn't it doesn't hit the highs that we hoped it would, but I think it's still an easy recommendation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's move along uh-huh. and talk about uh, hey, our number token. six. Wow. How this? Uh, how this? N- noted, here? noted anime series, Common Rider. Commoner Zero One. Specifically, Common Rider Zero One. I don't need to tell people what Common Rider is, but if uh, you know, if anybody's wondering why it's on our anime list, well, one day it got me drunk. And <laughs> had, me a, had me sign a paper. And, and no. Um, no, we, we like to include, uh, this is the, the Common Rider Gaim rule, we we like to include yeah, other shows I mean, that we've covered or whatever. And this is arguably the best Common Rider's been since Gaim. So. Yeah, so, and of course, we're not talking about Common Rider Saber, which is currently no, airing. No, let's not talk about Common Rider Saber, actually. But uh, this is Common Rider Zero One, yeah. so uh, Iroh is our only Toku representative, mm, I'll just leave that one to you. Yeah. Here's your Toku Minute. Oh boy, I mean, it was uh, it was the first, like, Reiwa Common Rider, and... Uh, it just was kind of a re- return to form. Like it's been several years, and everything's been every cover writer for the past few years has just been bad in some way. Uh, and I think Zero One kind of pulled it all together. Had like good, good action, good suits, like decent characters and story and all that, and you know hit the right balance of drama and camp comedy like it was just a a fun all-around show where the plot worked and characters worked bounced off each other well and uh it was just a lot of fun to watch every week and uh, this um because <laughs> we, we always <laughs> we always reference gaim as the uh the, the good one quote the good quote, one unquote. or whatever but but that actually, this is actually more of a conventional yes. type of comedy. Gaim show, is right? very unconventional, uh, right? I mean, the vibe I've always gotten is that Gaim is legitimately good, and <laughs> Zero One is like good by the grading curve of what Toku is. Yeah, basically. But um, also, 
another thing about Zero One is that as a live action show, like made during pro- COVID, yeah, right? production halted for a couple months due to COVID, basically, and so they lost a few episodes and had to basically cobble together an ending out of existing assets, uh, like on short notice. Wow! And actually pulled it off, I would say, like. Wow. They had to come up with stuff that was certainly not planned, uh, but, <laughs> but like, actually worked plot-wise, I think. Uh, I guess in the in the big common uh, Rider machine, you can't, like, take a break and come back. You have to keep the... Uh, I mean, they, they, keep... <clears throat> they lost, like, a, f- a few episodes, but, I mean, like, it was not... They did not drop the entire block where it was on break. Right. But, uh, but I'm saying it's not like an anime where you can just pause it and then like resume like next season or something. Right. Cause you got to start the next <laughs> The machine never stops. Uh, the machine never stops. Right. Those toys um, have already been made. Yeah, they, exactly. they gotta, right. They can't just sit in the factory. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. They patched it up and, uh, well, right. that's probably better so, like, than I'm trying curious, to, I'm, I'm curious of if somebody watching after the fact would even like notice uh do the that's better than trying to do the last episodes over zoom or something right (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) i feel like i feel like zoom is a dirty word now like i shudder every time i hear it yeah Yeah. it's (laughs) yeah uh Um, i think the um villains were pretty good also uh the most recent one uh, or not the most recent god a couple of uh, the last common rider we all watched to completion was kind of was billed and it had a real problem with the villain being generically evil and every episode they would fight him and either win or get beaten and then he would say <laughs> he would basically say i could have got you last time i'd love to get you this time but i'll get you next time and then just walk away what like basically right yeah that, I'm, that's a gimmick i guess no i mean not literally i'm just like like this is how it oh, would okay. end up sure. you know uh every time and it, so having zero one have villains who like would be more proactive in the plot and more interesting in their motivations was, is, was, is zero one the one with the the ceos yes <laughs> it's the one with the oh, ceos yeah. and the robots oh, not, right. not exactly a critique of capitalism let it be said <laughs> but uh, it, it's oh yes this is the the, the good capitalism one uh, right? it's, uh, I mean, yeah look we all we it's know. starting to come back to me now uh-huh, uh-huh. from all the other times we talked about it earlier okay oh but more importantly it's the one that had the robot dog it did have it did have the robot dog okay they had a tie-in with ibo official ibo yeah that was somehow important to the plot. That did happen. God. But this is what I mean, like, there's the drama of, like, people dying and stuff combined with the camp comedy of this dude changes sides because he remembered his Ibo when he was a child. And <laughs> now that they built him a new Ibo, he realizes he that everything now. he's done, he right. truly did for his Ibo. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say it's better than everything else on this list. But it was fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you know, um, it, it's probably a, if if for some reason you decided you wanted to get into Common Rider, 
th- it th- would, this would be a good example yeah, of it'd be a good what like good common writer normally is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, enjoy the next seven years of bad common writer until the next yep. shows up. Um. <laughs> is, is that one of those? Is it an every seven year thing? It's common uh, writer and Super Sentai cannot be good simultaneously. Uh, is, is, is I'm assuming rule. Super Sentai is bad now. I mean, right now. No, because Saber's bad. <laughs> oh, Saber's bad, right, so, yes. Cure Major's yeah. been great. Okay. Alright. Let's uh let's move along. We're we're in the, the top five now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The heavy yeah, hitters. Yeah. Top five. Wow. And uh <laughs> let's talk about uh anime news network's uh, worst anime of the year. <laughs> Fuck uh, off with that. Uh, I I should clarify. I think I think it's only one person named it that, right? Like they don't have a full site wide thing. But uh, it's like yeah, I, let's talk I, about uh, it invaded. I like almost see where they're coming oh, yeah. from. But then it's like the stuff they they were like, this is this makes no sense. I'm like, yeah, it makes no sense. Let's that go. Is, exactly. So so it invaded is. Uh, Show about diving into people's minds, but only if they're serial killers or something. I don't know. Gene, right. you explain it. All right. All right. <laughs> so I do actually have a, I, I have an, I have an understandable version of the premise, <laughs> and then the anime bullshit version of the premise. The understandable version is that it invaded is a sci-fi crime thriller where uh, special individuals can uh, stop criminals by entering basically a surreal mental space. Uh, and, like, basically solving the crime in the mind of the criminal, you know? Think, like, you know, think like Minority Report, but by way of pure anime trashiness. Uh, and I say that because the anime trashy way to say it is <laughs> brilliant detectives enter the idwells of serial killers through the usage of the Mizuhoname and the Wakamusubi. <laughs> And uh, yes, of course. You're, you're, immediately, if you're the kind of person who hears that and is like, fuck this, I'm out, it invades not for you. But if you're the person who hears that and you're like, tell me more, then let me tell you, it invaded is the best anime trash of 2020. Like, it's kind, with a bullet. It's kind of like a mystery, murder mystery thing, except all of the clues are pulled straight out of their ass. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Like, no sense. Like, well, they're pulled straight out of the Idwell. I mean, yes. <laughs> and you have to be okay with that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that like, at its core, like, It Invade, I think, is kind of a genuinely, like... I think it is, it is, it is like, proof that you can be unapologetic anime trash, but still be, like, not only entertaining, but, like, genuinely compelling and interesting. Like, you know, yes, like... The actual way the mysteries are solved is ridiculous, but I do think that, like, as, you know, as a murder mystery, as an, as a, like, procedural detective anime, I think, I think it legitimately does a pretty good job at what it is, like. Yeah, I, I, I think the charm for me really came from the fact that despite being an anime about serial killers and people jumping into each other's subconsciousness and, and getting into the getting into the mind psychologically of a serial killer in order to catch them etc the anime was not like a super dark like try hard like look at me i'm so dark and gritty edgy you know like it had a surprising amount of i almost want to say joy like yeah i i kind of see what you mean artemis like there's there's a certain way it carries itself that I think is very delightful. Like it, 
it knows that its rules are kind of zany, but also, like, it is so happy to play with those rules, you know, like... Right. Like, you know, just all the moments in that show when it's like, you know, for example, like, when... You know, when Hondo Machi becomes uh, eligible to become a brilliant detective, and the reveal is that a brilliant detective has to be someone who has not only technically killed multiple people, but has derived enjoyment from it. And, like, you know, Hondo Machi, who is, like, the, like, plucky, you know, rookie girl cop, like, she is technically, like, <laughs> when the when the reveal of the logic is that she has technically killed multiple people, and she's like, what do you mean? Like, I only killed, like, that suspect who attacked me. And then the, like, grizzled head's like, no, you also killed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and so now that, that's two people. You're a serial killer. Well, uh-huh. sure, when you put it like that. <laughs> right, but then it's like, and it's like, wait, that's absurd. But then you remember, you know what? She did willingly self-impale herself on that drill. On a drill, and, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I, I, I guess. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and it's like that is that is that show. Like that is what that show is. Like it it delight it it, it revels in its insane troll logic. I mean, <laughs> the only things I remember you guys talking about were somebody shooting a bullet through a pre-existing hole in somebody's uh-huh. head. That yeah. did happen. Yeah, yeah there was that. And uh, do it like a samurai. Like oh samurai. yeah, I can't can't. You, have to... it, it, you really have to be there. You really have to experience it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Artemis is right. Like it invaded the show where you had to be there to to see it. Like, cause that, that right? Like, I mean, okay. Here's the thing. I uh, so you know for context, it invaded uh, had a lot of insert songs by the artist Miyavi, who is famous for being a rock god, an insane person with a guitar. Um, <laughs> I believe Aquagaze described it as when you can make a guitar, your guitar wailing sound like clown honks. Maybe you're too good at guitar. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so a lot of songs by that artist are featured in it, in, in, in it invaded. And at first you're like, this is absurd. But then you're like, no, nah, this but is then great, you're like, actually. wait, this is actually pumping me up, and I'm ready. Like, let's bring it. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's... <laughs> that is the kind of show it invaded. Is it's and uh, mm-hmm. you know it did have it, despite how like ridiculous it was, it did have like some good emotional payoffs. I think. Yeah, it had it had some genuine heart to it. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Like, you know, I mean, we don't need to get too deep into it, but like, you know, everything about like. Um, what's his name? When uh, Naruhisago, the pink-haired guy, the main character, when mm-hmm. he when he enters you know, Idwell within the Idwell, right? When he enters Dogma, you know his <laughs> own Idwell. Like we have it, to go deeper. Yeah, but like, and you're like, and it is kind of that like Inception moment of like, you know, like on one hand, it is like an absurd sci-fi spectacle, but the other thing that it is is like a moment of like really meaningful introspection for the character. Like it. Yeah. They, it, it they really did. They well. really did his backstory justice. They they didn't they didn't dwell on it in a, in a woe was me kind of way. Right. But they I think they really did a good job exploring this character's grief. Right. This character like how he's mm-hmm. processing. Yeah. Totally. Like like you know when you hear oh you know grizzled detective with you know a tragic past you know like you know wife and kid killed and you know. <clears throat> It's so easy to look at them and be like, oh, great, here's another case of, like, cheap, you know, motivation for the character. But, like, they really did, 
again, for like an anime that, if they, despite everything we have just said about this show up till now, like, did a <laughs> really good job of examining that character and like the way he emotionally works, you know, you know, to varying success, worked through that grief. Mm-hmm. And it's believable. Like, I, I believed, like, emotionally, I believed mm-hmm. everything totally. he went through. So, would it be fair to say, rather than the, this just being anime trash, it's like <laughs> anime trash heaped on top of an actually good show? I guess so, but it's like that the anime trash is part of what makes it good. Is the thing? Sure, <laughs> sure, but I, if you but got like, rid of that stuff, like it's like you're. It's I guess I'm saying you're not just watching it for like the the spectacle train wreck factor. Like there's actually a, a yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe like a better way to put it is like you know like I don't know. It invaded is like. I don't know, like, if, if, like, White Castle was made in, like, a three-star Michelin restaurant, like, it's the trashiest meal imaginable, God. but made the by, like... The problem is Michelin restaurants actually do that shit. Is it, is, it, is it bad that I haven't been in the U.S. more than, a, like, a year and a half yet, and I understand what you mean? Oh, uh, God. Uh, Christ. But but for um, a show that I kind of expected to be like season two of Psychopaths, ooh, I was yeah. very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, I you know I think I even said at the time. I'll say it again now. It invaded is what Psychopaths should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Come at us, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Forward all concerns uh, or responses to that question to uh, <laughs> G-Man at uh, whatever. But, um, G-Man at I have a formal complaint. Let me see your manager.com or something. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm glad you guys liked that. I have, I have to wonder if if you all had chosen to watch Talentless Nana instead of this, and vice versa, <laughs> I had, uh, would would they have switched position on our list? I wonder. Oh, but, uh, maybe. maybe. Honestly, it could have which, been. Which but... which anime trash did we decide to watch? That's uh, that's what's determining the uh, positioning on the list. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm again glad you guys liked it. Let's move along to number four on our list. Is this the highest uh, ranked a comedy has ever gotten in a? No, we've we've had higher ranked comedies. Okay, uh, okay. The uh, it's it's pretty high though. Uh, Kaguya-sama: Love Is War season two, the extremely rare example of a season two being better than season one, which I feel is even more rare wow, with comedies. Man. I'd have uh, to watch them back to back. It's been a while, so I don't know if I could agree with that. But I I would. I th- I think some of the stuff that goes down in season two, I would I, I feel like it was sure. an improvement because in um like I wasn't I liked season one a lot, but I wasn't like super enthusiastic about it. Like I I'm a lo- I was a lot more enthusiastic about season. I think two. that's fair. Yeah, season two is kind of where like they really kind of prove themselves. I mean, you know. Yeah. I don't know, do we even need a premise um, for this? It's season two, so I mean, like you know. Yeah, I mean, if nobody has watched it, it's it's. It's wacky school comedy where the two main characters are in love, but they refuse to admit it to... Well, not only do they refuse to admit it, but they're trying to force the other person to admit it first, and that's the uh, the war that's yeah, going on. But, uh, yeah, but it's like, really... I, I mean, like like most, most of these comedies, when they turn out good, it's really kind of more of an ensemble thing, yes. right? Um, and I think, you know, you got, we've said it multiple times, but, like, the reason why... I think it's actually... Like, if you actually look back at our top ten lists, it's actually pretty rare for a season two or a season three to make our top ten. Like, usually, if an anime does, it's its first season. 
And right. that's not, like, an indication of, like, oh, sequels are always worse, but I think it is an indication of, like, sequels are, by their very nature, less novel. So I think right. it actually is pretty impressive that, like... I mean, season two is proof that, like... You know, like, the thing we always say about comedies, right, is, like, they always run out of jokes because, like, there's just only so much you can do with a basic premise, right? But Kaguya-sama, the reason it's here is the premise keeps evolving. The status quo keeps evolving. Right. And that's that's another extremely rare thing for a comedy, <laughs> for especially for an anime comedy, where they're, they're just going to... Normally, they're just going to milk that well, you know, dry until, you know, there's nothing left. And then... But, but, but yeah, I mean, things change. Characters develop, you know. Uh, yeah. Relationships develop. Uh, even if it's... <laughs> Even if it's not necessarily well, I mean the main the main couple that relationship develops as well, but you know, new characters come in that aren't annoying, which is also a yeah, like thing they introduce like do. a couple of new uh, cast members this season, and the, they just they add they add to it, right? Like they add fun new character dynamics to 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 the jokes that couldn't have been there in season one. You know, I was you know like you know like a minor example right is like you know i'm thinking you know because i rewatched the final episode of of season two you know before uh you know the end of the year right and it's like the the mario party mini game episode right where they're blowing up the balloon <laughs> and like yes. they make uh fuck i can't remember uh you know like you know like there's a great bit of like freshman hazing you know there's a great freshman hazing bit there in it right that like could yeah. only exist because that character is now integrated into the main cast, and I forgot that episode ends with the the, the Mario Party balloon game and everybody dies. Yes, um, yes, it's very. Oh, about fucking Bowser's big blast! Like, yes, yes, it, it is literally that mini game. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, it's not really too. I mean, you can't really say a whole lot about comedies, right? Like, nah. you, you have to. If you explain the humor, it's not funny, it's not but. Funny. <laughs> Um, this is definitely one of the, the best comedies in, in recent right. I mean, years. The thing I'm, you, you guys keep saying about it is that it <clears throat> knows when to change up the status quo so the jokes stop getting stale, like, right? Right. Yeah, yep. and, like, even, and honestly, what that even does is, like, even when, even when they do return to the old jokes, right, like, oh, here's yet another, like, huge misunderstanding between the two, you know, the, the, the main couple, it kind of feels fresh again, right? Because, like, actually, you know, it's been a couple episodes since we've had one of these jokes. Like, let's, you know, why not, right? Let's do it again, basically. <laughs> yeah. Right. If, you do, if um, you do it right, it becomes a running gag as opposed to getting stale. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Right. Yeah, and uh, another another uh, good-looking show as far as anime comedies go. Oh, yeah, no, like, surprisingly, yeah, well-made. You know, this is uh, what is it? Who A One Pictures does this, right? This is definitely so. one of their higher end works. Uh, season, I felt like season two looked even even better. Like they poured a lot into the season two. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's just a really fun show, and I can't. Well, first of all, I can't remember the last comedy we got that's getting is because if they did confirm it's there's a season three coming, right? Yes, they um, did. Okay, I. I can't remember the last comedy that got a season three, and I definitely can't remember the last time I actually wanted a comedy to get season three. Right. So like, um, we were <laughs> like any show a season three, to be honest, like not just a comedy. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Season threes in general are, are pretty rare these days too, as well. Unless you're like a, a Shonen Jump show or something, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
so yeah, that show is just a lot of fun. Um, let's move along. Yeah. We're, getting to the he- we're getting to the heavy hitters now. Uh huh. Uh huh. These 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 were these were the number one contenders on the list in our top three here, and uh, we'll start with uh, number three, which should have been number one. Someone agrees. Someone here gets agree. me. Uh, do- Dor- number three, we have Dora Hidoro. Dora Hidoro. Yes. Um, I. I don't think any one sentence summary of Doro Hodoro really does it justice. You can't. This is there's a guy with a lizard head, and he's trying to figure out find the wizard that changed him, that gave him a lizard head. Uh, they and... live in a rundown, dirty city that's literally named Hole, and they're being oppressed by w- wizards who are all assholes. And um, his solution to solve that mystery is to just kill every wizard he meets. <laughs> yes, just knife them all. <laughs> uh, because if you kill all the wizards, then by process of elimination, you have gotten revenge. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, there's. Uh, Dorodora is great. It's great. Um, it's it's. I think the the level of like imagination and creativity, and just like in the world building and the art style and the characters. Like it, it, it feels very unique and creative, which is one thing I appreciate. Um, I appreciate that even though it's extremely violent and bloody and feels like on the surface level, it kind of harkens back to like late nineties sort of uh-huh. anime that's, you know, you know, super violent and, you know, right. Like, like your berserks and such, right. Like, but right. And it, it is technically from that era. Right. Well, but it actually is technically a little bit after that, a little bit after, well, but, but like, like it's, at the it's, time it's, even it was like a callback to that era. Basically. Right. right. Like, it, I mean, the Dora Dora manga was specifically made because the author was nostalgic for right. that hyper gory era of like seinen manga. So. But rather than go the dark and edgy route, like, it's very fun it's and like it's super charming. Right? Like, like it's, you yeah. love all, you like these are the most lovable serial killers. Uh. It's, it's <laughs> campy. It's campy in a really yeah. great way. Totally. Like the, the way I always describe Dora Hidoro is that it's it's a black comedy with a heart of gold. Like its appearance is very you know like whole like most of its characters. Right. The anime is very or you know even the manga. It's it's rough. It's bloody. It's it's very off putting in a lot of ways. Right. It's a very ugly show in in some ways, but. I can't, you know, it's weird to say this, but, like, the 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 feeling I get the most from watching Doro Hidoro is a sense of warmth. Like, like, despite the sheer misery that you these feel, people You feel in, good watching it. Yeah, yes, like, like, these people are so delightful to be around. They're so, they're, they're just, it's such a good mood. They're just. It's, it's the, like, unique <laughs> type of. just having a grand old time in this terrible place. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. It's like the unique type of intimacy that comes from, like being in a dirty city i guess yeah like, that's that's kind of a good way of putting it like there's there's a sense of camaraderie in its characters because of the like almost comically like horrible conditions they live in and but you know it's not even just like those characters right i think it's like the whole cast regardless yeah. of which like social strata they come from right because like you know everybody loves kaimon and Nikaido, but then you know i think shin and noi are you know very competitive for people's favorite like characters yeah. in that show. Power, like, power couple of the century. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you're you're a real power couple when you can just you know 
go murder together. <laughs> yeah, they have, the, have, they have the monthly girls Nozaki-kun structure, I think, as I've I think said it before. Know, it knows the important lesson of it's easy to make characters likable if basically if they have good friends around each other. Uh, yeah, even if their deeds are abhorrent, uh, you know, if <laughs> was, they if yeah. they're if they're buddies, they got they got buds. There was you know. there was honestly no character that I disliked. Like even even the most abhorrent characters, I still liked. Right, that's what I'm Not saying. totally right. Yeah. I mean, like you know, it's I think I mean hell, like even when N reasons- is like turning people into mushroom creatures and stuff. Yeah, uh, but didn't but you know he's still uh, hanging out with. Shinoi. Yeah, right. ends a really likable character despite being the like the main villain of of that story. You know, like he he is this horrible wizard warlord who also records Enka like albums. <laughs> has a has his own feature film about his backstory. Goes to food trucks. Maybe yeah. maybe maybe it's that every character is someone I would want to hang out with. Like assuming I was on their good side, I would want to just like chill an afternoon with them. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, even, like, the, like, really vestigial characters, you know, like, even, like, you know, like, you know, Abisu and, um, shit, what's his name? Fujita. Uh, a Fujita, it's like, I'd even hang out with those guys, right? Like, right? you know. It's the, they're the kind of people you just want to hang out and play a baseball game with. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about Johnson, though? Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, some people's favorite character is the six-foot cockroach wearing Air Jordans, like... <clears throat> God. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you got the characters, and like I said, I I just love the the setting and the world building and everything. Like, and the backgrounds are gorgeous. Oh my yeah. god. And, and the art, yes. yeah. The 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 background art is gorgeous. I mean, people kind of harp on the the CG a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's, it's maybe it's, not the the best look, but I got maybe Kaimon looks a little rough sometimes. Quickly. But it's it's not. I I think some people made a bigger kind of worms out of it than it was yeah, yeah. I, I would say it's definitely not bad i guess like if 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 you know even as somebody who really really loves dorhidoro you know the worst i could say about it is like i think b stars a year ago handled the cg transition a little bit more smoothly than dorhidoro did but like i think overall like it's still it's still very well done and i think yes like as as uh, you said jail the the gorgeous background art really does a lot to help sell the feeling of whole or you know that that world in general yeah i think that's where you get a lot of like the 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 more warm organic feel out of things in contrast to the cg bits but um because the, the backgrounds are like you know hand-painted beautiful They're works beautiful. of art basically <laughs> um yeah and that and like I, I love like the weird wizard holidays and like <laughs> all the all the like just crazy scenarios they come up with like the the zombie hunting right oh, that was yeah. good yeah there's so many the there's so much like with zombies yeah yeah like you know let, let's put these metal plates in people's heads so that to when they come back as zombies that'll encourage everybody to kill them later right you know, like, like their own self-fulfilling loot system <laughs> this, is, this is very like clever creative like yeah. world building type of things to like what kind of world where would you be living in where that would be a thing, right? right. You know, and I do want to give um, credit where it's due because, like, a lot of that stuff is you know innate to the source material. A lot of this is that just Doro Hidoro, the original work, is really, really yes. good. But I think that you know credit to the animates as well. I think Mappa did a really fantastic job adapting that material. Like I, it, I think that you can tell in a lot of the ways that Dorhidoro was a real passion project for them. Like, the the things they do with it that were, like, 
you know, in a lot of ways, not really necessary, you know, like having six ED sequences, you, you know, uh, all just all the little touches, you know, the, the like post credit stuff they do, you know, the like three facts that you learned this episode is like a direct callback because like the manga does the same thing at the end of every chapter or I think at the end of every volume of the manga, it also does like 10 facts you learned this, you know, this week about Doro Hidoro. Like they did that in the anime as well. It's right. Like you could tell they were fans of the source material and not just like doing a job. Definitely, right? it's you, you could tell they really put a lot of heart and soul into that adaptation, and the fact that like we're here in you know the new year and we still have no indication of if Dora Hidoro is getting a season two is like the most heartbreaking thing to me about this. <laughs> yeah, top 10 Mappa's list. busy destroying themselves. I don't know. Yeah, it's just Mappa's busy uh, they, taking they, on like four projects at once. Apparently, so. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, again, probably the only weak point is the ending, right? Because yeah. it's a, it's an appropriate place to stop. Like I like yeah, uh, yeah. I was saying with the the show before, it's an appropriate place to stop. But there's it, like there's still so much, you know, we don't still don't know what's going on with Kaimon. No. There's like so many things still open. It 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 ends kind of abruptly, and it it's demanding a season two, and so. But on its own, if that's all the Doro Hodoro anime we ever get, it was worth kind it. Of a, it was so worth it. We'll always have that baseball episode, at yeah. least. But at least, we'll, yes, we'll always have the baseball episode, the best baseball episode of the year. Take that. <laughs> I'm sorry, BNA. Um, it's but, a, it's uh, a close competition, but I got yes, I, I got to give it to, to I got to give it to Doro Hodoro there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I feel like any like i'm i'm satisfied with our top three i feel like any of these shows could have been number one and i would have been fine with it but i think for, so, me pers- yeah. for me personally <clears throat> i i this was my favorite show but same um same all right okay let's move along all right to, to uh, number two another yeah. very good anime that aired in the winter season <laughs> <laughs> yeah so let's talk about keep your hands off azuken yeah um this is a uh, really good. <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna sound like a girls' club comedy show if you just it describe it. Of, it's I mean, but it's not not a girls' it, club comedy. It's it's not, but it's it's not the. It's not what you might. Th- it's no. It's no chaos. Yeah, 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 right. Because usually when you get an anime girls girls comedy club show, it's like has nothing to do with what their actual activity is. It's intensely focused on what their yeah, activity is. I think that the thing that makes Azuchen really work is that it is both of those, right? Yeah. Like, right. it is intensely about animation. Like, it, it very much is, right? In, yeah. in, in similar ways to Shirobako, but I think Azuchen makes it more accessible because not only is it, like, very much about animation, like, you know, right. again, go back to some of those episodes. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I love she, it. you know, like she's she's a bit of like, you know, she's probably like the the underrated one of the three, but go back to the Mizuzuki episode, right? Like the one about her with her grandma and like how she learns about her passion for character animation. Yeah. That thing is like one of the like the most like loving portrayals of like the love of motion that I think I've ever seen in anything. Yeah. But like it's also a really good character like show, right? Like mm-hmm. the main relationship between the three characters is a lot of fun like it doesn't even have to be about animation like asakusa could be like passionate about like bug collecting <laughs> and that that character dynamic they have would still be really really fun to watch yeah right. for reference the, the 
for those for those listening who may not have watched the show, the plot is that three girls uh, who all in one way or another are interested in animation uh, form uh, the eponymous Azoken or Film Club, basically to make their own anime. Explicitly, not the anime club. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, a. And they make anime, and we get really into the weeds about making anime yeah. in a yeah. good way. But yeah, I think that's the thing, right, is like, you know, again, I'm an artist, so I'm a little biased here, but like, Azoken is a really celebratory work without becoming too, you know, self-gratifying. Like, it gets into why... What drives a person to want to be creative, and also what are the obstacles they will always run into in this field? You yeah. Know? Like, I think Asakusa is, like, maybe one of the best portrayals of an artist I've ever seen in fiction. Like, I think she is, like, she... I think we are all familiar with the trope of the tortured artist, mm-hmm. and I think that right. Asakusa is such a great and much more accurate take on that character like right she is like she is driven by you know she, she is driven by this need to create right. like this constant like just inspiration that is bubbling inside of her but also like like a lot of artists she's constantly beset by like this pervasive feeling of inadequacy and yeah. like and, a, and her a own chasing weird desi- specific hang-ups that other people are like that's not important Right, like, no, like this, this is extremely important. <laughs> right, but even like you know, that constant chase for perfection that like just d- you can't do like honestly doesn't exist a- anywhere. Like, you p- pick your favorite anime in the world. Like, pick your number one unironic favorite <laughs> anime in the world. I guarantee you, you ask the people who worked on it, they will tell you. Yeah, like, that scene, I really wish I had done it better. Like, uh-huh. it didn't turn out, you know. I get, fuck it, man. Anything, fuck it, yeah. go Anything. Fully coolie. The hybrid rainbow scene, I guarantee you, you talk to Tsurumaki, he'll, he'll, he'll admit something about it was not exactly 100% what he envisioned. Like, that's, that's what being creative is, right? Like, right. and Hazelken really understands that, and... You know, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't necessarily glorify those parts, but it celebrates the whole like. Well, I think. Um, I mean, that's where. I think the fact that they balance it out with Kanamori helps a lot because you <laughs> yes, have yes. you have some you have you know your two creatives who are you know the big dreamers but kind of get lost in their own head sometimes, and they kind of smartly stuck in Kanem- a character. Kanemori cracks too. the whip. Kanemori. Yeah, who who can kind of balance out the practical end of it, right. which is you know, which is a you know an important factor. Well, you yeah, know, getting sure we had our <laughs> getting Kanemori anime made. I mean, us. like Kanamori um, is like also like the really really important reminder that I think to a lot of artists, or not even just artists, but people who watch media in general, that like there is nothing wrong with wanting to make money off your work. Like, yeah, get like paid. I think Kanamori. I, I, you know what? Like if. If if nothing else, if, <laughs> if if all of the screen caps of Kanamori that showed up on Twitter this year helped like a generation of people understand that there is nothing wrong with wanting to sell your work and make money, make a living off of your mm-hmm. creative output, then that alone is like the most will be like the most valuable thing Ezoken has done for the anime discourse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Um. And then I we, we have to talk about the actual 
production of it. Masaki Yuasa directed this. Animation. What else do you need to know? And, it's a really well. I mean, if you're gonna make an anime about making anime, it better look good. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. So, but um, and yeah, the show looks great. I I think the, I mean the really the kind of the. You know, the first thing everybody thinks of when they think of the show is going to be like the imagination sequences, right? Oh, yeah, like that's, absolutely. That's like the when, when the first time they do that is like the first time you realize, okay, this is this is the type of show we're uh-huh. going for here. Yeah, like it's um, it's the unique thing of being able to explain uh, principles of animation simultaneously as demonstrating them. I think right, right. And, um, you know, that, and I, I, I love the, the art style, <laughs> the, the, like, half, half colored in acapella sound effects, like, yeah, <laughs> line art, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, even, even, even outside of the, the, the dream sequences, right. like, the, the, the sort of weird rundown I city, mean, I, right, whatever's going on in their weird city. The old pool. Right, yeah. like, the very weird world building of that, like, it's not, it's not, it, it's not quite our modern day, it's, a. Uh, it's almost like post cataclysmic, <laughs> right? Like it, it, it almost gives you like yeah, like a weirdly like post post apocalypse vibe of like some shit, some real bad shit might have gone down like a hundred years ago or something. <laughs> right, but there's been enough time to like that, rebuild. Like, yeah, that people like, are just living their lives again. Right. Um, um. Yeah, like I don't know why. Like, I think it was in the first episode, like the scene where they go to the laundromat was one of my favorite scenes. Oh, it's really. I mean, yeah. Where is this like? like Nothing really happens, but, like, all the subtle stuff of, like, you know, Kanamori, like, beating on the machine for... We've got to crouch under the, like, like, weird busted door to get in. Yeah, yeah and... Take and, the, take and the just upstairs like, tunnel to the bathhouse I think, or whatever instead. I mean, honestly, yeah. we were talking about it with the other sh- with the prior show, but I think Eizouken kind of has a lot of what Doro Hidoro had of, mm, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a sense of, like, welcome to it, a, a warming sense of, like, openness to it, like... Like, you just want to like, be in that world, right? You just want to... Very, know, like, lived-in, yeah, sort of. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we mentioned yeah, it just every seeing time. the... Just seeing, like, the them getting the little things, the little subtle things in addition to, like, the big, grand, fantastic things. Totally. Um, man, I, I should really watch this show, huh? <laughs> oh, man, Artemis. You. <laughs> hey, you know, if, if you want anything to... Let you forgive you also for Japan Sinks. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> Artemis, you can't, you can't, you can't let Japan Sinks be the only Yuasa anime you watch in 2020. I'm begging you. You have to watch Ace again. You need to redeem Yuasa in your, in your, in your, in your mind. I don't, like, is it, I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> is it redeemable though? Is it? <laughs> Uh, yes, for those unaware, Yuasa directed two anime wow, this year. Wow, he directed year. the best anime this year and the worst anime this year? Oh, God. <laughs> wow, Are you guys crazy. ready to declare Japan Sinks the worst anime? I am. <sighs> oh, if, I'm not, if I'm not, I'm very close. Yeah. I mean, assuming we're cutting out the usual isekai trash. Right, right. Just, just, we're, we're, yes, just, we're like, I, I feel worst. like just like a PSA to anyone listening, like, don't watch a bad anime in two days. Just don't do it. It's not. <laughs> it's not healthy. Ooh. Yeah, uh, it's not good for you. Uh, but, but we're talking um, about Azoken here. Which is a good anime. Yes. Was directed by Yuasa, and I think. I think this is actually you know related to what I was saying earlier. I think I think Azoken is the other one on this list. I would say is a very easy recommendation. Yes. Like, despite it's like initially intimidating like subject matter, I think that Azoken you know does a very good job of selling 
its its character and its appeal to 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 I think almost any viewer. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's no weird sure, anime if, if hangups you have un- to deal if with. If you're a person who understands that animation is still frames strung together with <laughs> music and voices layered over it, you can you can appreciate <laughs> Ace Ken. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and uh, just one more time, like for me, the the actual character dynamic was what really yeah, kept me in it more totally. so than the than even just the the animation talk, but. But I mean, it's the whole package. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to have them all. They all have to work together, and it it, it does. So, all right, uh-huh. let's wrap things up with number one Hi. on our list. I don't know why you guys were all shocked this was number one, but um, <laughs> I guess let's... I was. You know, again, in a pre pre-winter 2020 season i was like willing to bet money azo ken would have been our number one like i that's i was i, assumed, I was gonna bet dorohedoro honestly but yeah i mean i look dorohedoro is the number one in our hearts but like i i, yeah. I knew well enough that like it did not have like the groundswell to it, it, it had enough support to make top five i knew that for let's sure. just say we have we have all the dorohedoro supporters on this podcast <laughs> all right, right all the dorohedoro supporters are literally on this podcast so like we were talking about number two and one even though it's not our personal number one <laughs> yeah um but uh but yeah we're talking about akadama drive if you haven't figured it out by now it's still a very previous. good show man it was good uh and uh talk about surprises man yeah, this one wow. just like went from something we didn't even bother putting in our preview because I, I saw it and I was like, oh, just something by the Danganronpa guy. And, and Studio Pierrot, so... Studio Pierrot, it's probably just going to be some, I don't know, whatever... High school murder thing. High school murder thing or some dumb show where everybody kills show each other Show went from fucking I mean, everybody to did kill each other, to like 200, but... man. And then we watched the first episode and we're like, oh, we that man just... Now. That man just, uh, you know, grappling hooked his motorcycle to whatever, uh, yeah. you know, happens in the first episode. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is actually pretty I, good. I, I saw but, just the just the uh, opening shots, like just of the city, and I was like, I'm in. Yeah, no, fucking Neo Dotenbori or whatever. Like it's it's. Yeah, so I mean, I guess quick synopsis. Although this, you know, like literally just finished, but um, this is about. Uh, it's well, so I mean, it's cyberpunk, cyberpunk right? Oh, it's like cyber cyberpunk. They've said in interviews it's very like, um, I guess, Showa era inspired type of mm-hmm. like uh, setting, but also neon cyberpunk futuristic stuff on top of it. Um, and uh, it's about a group of uh, career criminals. Yes, Akudama. criminals that they they refer to as Akudama, and there's this. Uh, quote unquote normal girl that gets tangled up with them yeah. and it escalates into this crazy adventure where they're you know being the the holy Shinkansen yes mm-hmm. uh, yeah and there's some kind of like war or something or something between Kansai and Kanto they have, they're trying to figure that all that out there's a lot going and on it, and but, it's um, another anime original too yeah I should yeah. point out yes. we were quite well stacked this year for anime originals I think so yeah yep and um so yeah so it went from something not even on our radar to like this kind of like almost like another crazy heist yeah. type show thing with the with these with this cast of uh you know fun serial killer guys and girls and uh 
<laughs> then it takes another turn where it gets a bit more, I guess, serious and Capitalism. turns basically into like a... Yeah, down with the uh, system. Yeah. Akudama Drive is what I want is what I wanted from both Great Pretender and Decadence. <laughs> right. Both better than either of those two. And I think that's why this show ended up so high on our list. Yeah. Cause you, you get the you know, kind of the fun type of heist thing going on in the first right. half where they're trying to, you know, hijack this train and, you know, rescue these kids or whatever but also what if abby had a motorcycle <laughs> and got into like six more fist fights uh, than she did in her own anime oh god so i mean easily the coolest fights of the year in oh this show, oh yeah I mean. and then and then what if we all made a bunch of conspiracy theories to see which one of us was right and then none of us were right <laughs> yeah fuck i remember when i said back at the beginning like oh like swindler gave herself amnesia she planned this original heist i remember what i said that i'll cop to that yeah <laughs> Yeah, and we, we were, were all... like, which which character is not really dead? Oh, wait. <laughs> no, wait, they're actually dead. Never mind. <laughs> God. Or like, yeah. oh, remember we wrote, oh, who's the who's the fourth executioner? Who's he? Who's <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> turns out he doesn't bowl. matter. It was a false, it was a red like, herring the whole time. thing that just starts off as like, oh, our, our wacky criminal buddies. And, and, you know, it's able to turn into like, kind of society is this where the criminals are like this like yeah like it's sorry go ahead Hero. yeah no go ahead yeah i was just gonna say i think i think like again i think it, it can't be said enough like when we're praising akadama drive we're praising like the whole package like it does everything well right like the fights the mm -hmm. action the, the hijinks right like you know shout outs to you know the brawler executioner fight that thing is a magnificent spectacle <laughs> but also like this show is capable of looking at all, like, you know, and a little bit like even It Invaded, actually. It takes a look at all of this wacky, crazy anime stuff, and then it kind of, like, spins the chair around and is like, what kind of society would create people like this? What would, what would drive people to mm -hmm. become these kinds of crazy super criminals, right? Like... And then it starts to answer that question, right? Like, it starts to get into, like, the nature of, like, the authority that rules Kansai. Like, the, the powers that be and the ways they abuse that power, right? And surprisingly like, believably, given all the hijinks that take place. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, especially as, you know, you start to roll towards the end there where suddenly the government is all too happy to brand anyone they don't like in Akudama. Yeah, yeah. And it feels very, like, again... It feels relatable. It feels, <laughs> you know, like when we, you know, we, when we are currently yeah. living in a country where, like, the government is trying to, like, classify protesters as, like, felons. Like, you yeah. know, suddenly it feels a lot more, like, uncomfortably. Again, it the absurdity feels familiar in ways that it shouldn't, but it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll... I I'll admit, like, and I kind of referred to this earlier, the second half I felt like the show was losing a little bit of steam as it was taking the shift toward the more, like, I guess serious angle, because they weren't really quite developing the whole thing with the, 
you know the you know who are the real the, who are the real Akudama? <laughs> that question maybe, right? like maybe that, it could have that, that wasn't that wasn't that was a real slow burn till the very end to like kind of build up to yeah, that. yeah I, I will it, agree in the, like I think the in the process of like transitioning from the kind of crazy heist thing going on in the first half to you know having a lot of the cast start exiting out in the second half I think it maybe wasn't it, as smooth as it as it yeah it took took, took a lot of the fun out of it i guess yeah, or, I, I, or like I will definitely agree that i think the last the last few and, episodes before the final episode are definitely maybe the weakest and, part of that show yeah and it's it, but it's that last episode that is so good stuck the landing yes. which i think is really like rare that, in anime. that, that drives the example of how much a good last episode can just completely like Akadama drive isn't even something to be salvaged but like you know what i mean yeah, of, yeah. like leave right. you on a high note like mm-hmm. yeah it, it makes and you I overlook think, any of the show's earlier problems i think it benefits from that a lot because the last episode was like everything you could have possibly wanted <laughs> in terms of yeah. like well, not, not only did it like not only did it pull like the messaging together in you know answering the who's the real akudama and you know basically i mean by anime standards it's like practically calling for revolution right, <laughs> right. Like, i mean that's never see... right? like now's the time to bring this up like compared to decadence like the thing that really endeared Akudama Drive to me is that Akudama Drive, as, a, as an anime, asked the question, like, or not even asked the question, made the statement that a system this cruel and inhumane cannot continue to exist. Right. And that it cannot even be reformed. Like, you know, like, when a system is this, like... Broken. Just fundamentally. Broken, then the only option left is to tear it down. Like you know, whatever comes next be damned. And, you know, like, that's a really cathartic message to hear in 2020. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it really is. Yeah, I, I was kind of, I was kind of, I was trying to figure out, like, this show started airing in September, so it would have had to have been written before, like, all the protests this summer. Uh, but I do wonder if any of that was kind of... I mean, inspired, inspired. Tweaked or adjusted. The thing I would say to is, like... kind of line up with what... Because, I mean, we were seeing almost word for word some of... I mean, obviously not on the same scale, but a lot of the same things that were happening in that last episode. A lot of similar rhetoric playing out, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, the thing I would say, of course, is, like, if you want, like, the, like, real answer, it's that this awful shit has been happening for years. It's just, yes, it's, you know, it's just that right. 2020 is sort of the breaking point when, you know, people finally started to, yeah. you know, really notice it on a grander scale, but... I guess in a, in a medium where we're used to seeing kind of softball pitches on, right, on these like, issues, yeah. did was that a, a determining factor in like the author I, deciding? I, oh yeah, I'm going to actually go for I it. I guess it's on this I one. guess it's because decadence but, and so many other shows need that that happy ending. But to get a happy ending, you can't tear down everything. You right, just can't do yeah. it. Whereas Akudama Drive didn't want to give you a happy ending; it wanted to give you a satisfactory ending. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's probably a good way of putting it. And, um, and it was yeah, both I mean, sad, yeah, I mean, sad and uplifting, I would say, yeah. at the same time. Yeah, like, yeah. I, think, I think if Akudama Drive had gone, like, I mean, that's the thing. I think even everything else, like, exactly, is left exactly the same. If Akudama Drive had went for a more decadence, like, conciliatory ending, I would have looked, I would have had a much dimmer view of oh, the yeah. show, honestly. Like, I was, like, ex- you know, <laughs> You know, Iro can attest. I was sort of on pins and needles towards the end of Akudama because I was like, yeah, man. I'm really like, I, I need the show to end the right way, but I'm really worried it's not going to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so. Yeah, like. 
I, I think, like, I mean, again, I think, you know, we don't need to, like, you know, fucking, you know, you know, make our list clear, but, you know, I think it speaks to, like, I don't think Akadama Drive was necessarily, you know, I mean, at least it was not my number one anyways, but I think it speaks to the reason why it, it is here is because, you know, it is the full package of yeah comprehensive I'll, elements that make up it you know a good anime i'll say i'll say this uh. not a lot of people voted it number one but every single person that voted had it pretty high on the <laughs> list yeah and so the fact that you can get all of us on board right and this positive about a show mm-hmm. is that's that's why it's number is, one is there any <laughs> is there even an anime like in recent history that all of us have even watched like every single one of us you know like uh there's pro- there's probably a couple, but I'd, I'd have to go back. My and check bias the tape. tells me the last time that happened was probably Kill a Kill. I think that mm-hmm. was. I think I, I think it's pretty rare for at least at least for voting. I think it's pretty yeah. rare for all of us to vote for an anime. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. But yeah, I, there's probably a couple that we've all watched. But um, but yeah, I, I'll just add one more thing on the, on the last episode and in general on the show. Like even when it did take the more serious turn and kind of start hitting these kind of heavier issues. It was still really cool. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, there was totally. still a lot oh, of yeah. fun, cool things happening. Yeah. Like especially in the last episode, we got the things that we wanted. Yeah. We got the five hundred yen coin. We got the swindler thing. We had courier take on literally the entire government with his motorcycle. We had courier use his his metal arm as half of a rail gun. Oh I mean, man! Like uh, there was. So I mean, much. Actually, right, was the thing show. that last episode does really well is it combines all the things that are good about Akudama. It brings it all back, right? Because we had you know those prior episodes we were starting to lose some of that spectacle right yes like brawlers yeah. out you know cutthroats out like you know you start losing a lot of those big goofy characters suddenly you can't have that crazy spectacle anymore but you know they found a way to bring it all back you know even with a character you know that's as much of a sourpuss as a career so <laughs> yeah but i mean that, that that was part of tying it all together even his, his kind of change of heart because i remember you guys remember i asked like why did courier decide to help swindler out of nowhere and i right. realized well like I'd realize later, oh well, he got swindled like everybody else, right? Like that's the, <laughs> um, and just how they and and you know how they handled Swindler's character and, uh, you know, you know what happens with her and it's it all just comes together so good in the end, totally, uh, in a way that they very easily could have messed up given the direction that they were headed yeah. with the previous episodes, and they really pull it off, yeah, um, and. Yeah. You know, finishing strong is one of the most important because that's how you're going to remember the show, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's one of the most important things you can do. And I think, you know, that's one of the big reasons why we have such a positive, <laughs> no, totally, such I positive mean, feelings at this point. You know, about, I think of I think of a lot of the anime on this list, honestly. Like, you know, talking about it for the past like hour or so, it's like, you know, like you know. Great Pretender, Kakushi Goto, Decadence, It Invaded, you know, even Doro Hidoro, hell, even Azoken to a certain extent, like, if you actually think about their last episodes, like, a lot of them aren't that, you know, outstanding, right? Like, yeah. or at least you wouldn't, for all those shows I just listed, you wouldn't say the last episode is the best episode, but you could make that argument for Akudama Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> all right well good times. that's the uh, list one another another yeah. one down another one <laughs> Start down it up again uh, yep we we can we're just gonna be right on to the next <laughs> one now so um all right 
Is there anything? Is there anything that didn't make the list you guys want to mention real quick? Just shout out. Um. Oh boy. Uh. I I, I, I didn't plan ahead for that. Uh, you bad, know, but, uh, I'll, I'll bring up like you know what like, hey, shout outs to the baseball episode of BNA. Uh, it was a good episode. But not BNA. You know, look, like, it might not have been as good as Doro Hidoro's baseball episode, but BNA's baseball episode was pretty damn good. Yeah. Um. I don't know, fuck. <laughs> it's just, that's uh, kind sh- of the thing that pops out to me the most, I guess. Is. I mean, I'm trying to, like... It's because this Ted Hopton list is in front of my face, but I'm trying to think of uh, something else from this year, and I'm trying to... Uh, you know what? Watch that's not you know what? Shout out to the No Guns Life Part 2 ending. <sighs> the ending credits. Oh, the ending song? The Tekken 2 animation? Yes. Uh... Shout outs to its ED sequence. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, quickly skim me a list of stuff that existed this year. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> Shout out well, to like the two episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen that look really, really good. <laughs> Shouts to the the b- bits and pieces of Gundam Build Divers, I guess. Oh my God, was Gundam Build Divers this year? I think so. Then was season it? two, sure. season two of Build Divers. Oh my God, I forgot to even include it in my end of year post. Holy shit, <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Oh my god. Was that pre-COVID? It was delayed. Yeah, that was pre-COVID. So it might as well have been like five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Shoutouts to all of my anguished conversations in this podcast about Bill Divers re-rise. And... <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, Alright. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, on to 2021. You know, hopefully we'll have a better year this year. I'm not making any promises, though. Uh yeah. <laughs> Don't don't hope for a better 2021. Make 2021 a better yeah. year. Yes. Sure. Let us make it. Let us make uh, make 2021 a better year. And to paraphrase my Grand Blue Fantasy uh, crew uh, captain, you know, let us all be strong and cute in 2021. Um, yeah. Let's do it. I can get by. All right. Let's uh, wrap it up then for normal housekeeping. You can check out uh, all of our year end stuff. So we all had our individual posts as well as the top ten at theglorioblog.com to final, put the final bow on 2020. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. You can... Uh, let me pull it up because there's too many for me to remember now. Um, oh, I actually don't have it in front of me. The usual places. The usual places. Uh, let's see. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean... Stitcher and uh, YouTube. You can check out the subscribe to the podcast there. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll see everybody next time.